My name is Joanne Averson, and this is the podcast, Pain Removed, Performance Improved. Today's episode of Pain Removed, Performance Improved is about the dictionary definition between two words, two very important words in bodywork that we all actually know and are very familiar with. But in translating them into movement, into manual therapy, into our experience of our own bodies, they actually play quite a big role in our comfort and our ease of motion. And they also play a part in our ability to move easily or to sit comfortably or to lie down comfortably. And rest and restoring the body are both very important aspects of my work as a restorative yoga teacher and as a manual therapist in the sense that when we're in pain, it's one thing when it hurts to move, but it's another thing when it hurts to rest. And that can cause people huge confusion and it's something worth considering. It's a very important aspect of our ability in movement is the ability not to move. And it's probably another episode to talk about the importance of rest and the way we focus a great deal on what we've achieved in terms of movement and how fast or well or powerfully we move. But consider also there's a great deal to be said for the ability to rest well and be at ease and counter the ability to move. And one of the keystones of that for the internal body is the difference between gliding and sliding. Now, I have the privilege of working with a lot of movement professionals and manual therapists and researchers and scientists. And this is a pair of distinctions, we could call them, that are very often ignored. It causes hot argument in lots of places. And I'm not taking sides or making a case. I simply want in this episode to talk about why sliding and gliding are distinct why they are two different words, because in the subtleties that the body experiences, they are two entirely different things, and why they're both so important to the body. So what, why, and how can we help in our pursuit of removing pain and improving performance? And we're talking about everyday performance here. So sliding and gliding, let's consider them. So the dictionary definition of sliding is the increase or decrease according to a set of conditions. I'll say that again. It is the increasing or decreasing according to a set of conditions. Another definition of sliding is to move smoothly over a surface. And I want to pin the word smoothly here and invite you to consider that that's actually very important in the body, that things move smoothly over each other. 
But when we use the word slide, so we're thinking sliding now, we're going into that. Imagine a school playground and imagine you take your kids to climb the slide and they get to the top and they sit down and they slide down the slide. They can slide off it. And imagine they slid off the slide and they might carry on sliding a little bit along the ground if they didn't stop appropriately at the end. So they can slide off something. So although the process of sliding was smooth down the slide, when they come off the slide, if they do, which we hope they don't, and they slide over the ground, the sliding isn't smooth. And what could happen when someone slides at speed over an inappropriate surface, we would call friction burns. And the reason we would call them friction burns is because sliding creates friction. So if you take your palms together, put them together, and you rub them together very rapidly, that is what we might call sliding And my noble colleague, John Sharkey, will give you that as an example in anatomy of something that we absolutely don't want in the body, which is friction. So sliding might be considered the term we would use when we slide off something. And we might say that in the body anatomically, sliding is something that we only want to be smooth, but it isn't necessarily. And friction is the result if sliding continues not smoothly, so in the absence of the appropriate interface. And in the body, the last thing we want is friction. It needs to be a frictionless environment. And sliding over something, even if it's smooth, isn't frictionless. So what we're hoping for when our child goes down the slide is that the combination of what they're wearing, the surface of their clothing that they're sitting on the slide with and the surface of the slide is frictionless enough that it will slow them down at the end. They won't come off, but if it isn't and they do, they will get possibly friction burns. So the whole interface is smooth at best, and heat-inducing at worst. So that's sliding. Gliding, however, is a term that is quite commonly used in anatomy. Some of the joints in the body are technically referred to as gliding joints, and particularly that is called common synovial joints, where one bone glides past another. But in actual fact, even that explanation is a little daunting because bones don't touch each other in the human healthy body anywhere. They're held apart. Um, And although the anatomy books make them look as if they overlap, they don't, unless there's a pathology. And the situation inside the body is that bones must be free to move free of each other in a frictionless environment. So I think some people think perhaps that the cartilage on the end of a bone 
slides or glides over the cartilage on the end of the adjoining bone, and that would be inaccurate. Cartilage in the living body has the texture of a boiled egg white. So just the weight of the body on your knee joint, if cartilage touches cartilage, would be enough to smush it. So these are inaccurate ideas of the inner body. And in actual fact, the frictionless movement between appropriate joints in what's called joint play is what's required so that you can move around freely. And you're already doing that. I'm simply sharing with you what that is because we have so many misconceptions due in part to the way anatomy books are drawn. Um, It's very unusual to see photographs. It's much more usual to see iconic graphic cartoons really of how muscles are attached to bones and bones overlap each other none of that would be true so I know it's outrageous to say that muscles are not connected to bones and I first heard that in 1998 when Tom Myers said it to me in an American accent there ain't no muscle connected to no bone nowhere in nobody sorry Tom that's a lousy American accent but that's what you said and I remember my ears standing up with what He's just committed anatomical heresy, surely. But no, he hadn't. It's true. Fascia connects bones to the surrounding tissues. And on a muscle, that's myofascia and superficial fascia and deep fascia and fascia is connected to fascia. And muscle occurs within fascia and bone occurs within fascia. And so fascia is what your body's architecture is made of. And we don't want it to be dry. We want it to be moist. We want it to be a what we call a liquid crystal matrix, which is the subject of another whole podcast. But we need it to provide glide because it must be more than smooth. It must be frictionless. And when you look up the dictionary definition of gliding, outside of the gliding joints definitions in the anatomy books, you will read something along the lines of to move with smooth, quiet, continuous motion. Quiet movement, the implication of frictionless. And I invite you to think of a glider And a glider is an aircraft that doesn't have an engine. It's towed up into the air and then it's allowed to glide. And if you meet a glider pilot, one of the first things they'll tell you is how incredible it is to be up there gliding silently. Now, I used to be a sailor and we often used to be asked by people, why would you want a boat that's got anything other than an engine to drive it? And I can tell you that when a boat is balanced and the sails are balanced and there is nothing but a balanced movement of wind and sea, it's hypnotic. It may not be completely silent, but there's no engine noise and it's a very peaceful movement through the water. And acoustically, in terms of sound, we glide through the sea or the lake or whatever the body of water is that you're on. And frictionless movement or gliding 
is to do with body acoustics and it's the silent motion. And for me, sliding is about noisy motion. And we don't want that in the body. We want the body parts such as they are, and the body doesn't know itself as separate parts, of course. But we want the experience of the breath in the lungs. We want the experience of food going through our abdomen, obviously right the way through us. We want the processes of the body moving to glide quietly. And of course, sounds teach us things about the body. And one of the things that doctors will do, good doctors, good medical practitioners, if there's an issue with the body, they'll do percussive tapping on the lungs and they'll listen to the breath and listen to the heartbeat through a stethoscope. And these are all about interacting with the body's sounds and understanding its internal acoustics. And movement has its own acoustic. But in order to have healthy motion, we want things in the body to glide over each other, not slide off or have friction. Now, if you were to take right now, just take your right hand and wrap it around your, fo your left forearm and just very gently roll the tissues under your hand around the bones of your left forearm or alternatively spiral your left wrist back and forth so that you can feel the bones gliding inside the tissues. That's what we mean by glide. We mean a smooth, quiet, continuous motion. We need the capacity for internal organizations and structures to move smoothly and glide around each other. When that doesn't happen, when the surface is smooth or rough or adhered, and here's where we get into difficulties with pain, we have adhesion, which means stickiness. So the frictionless gliding becomes adhered. It's not frictionless. So a classic example of that, for example, is carpal tunnel syndrome, where the tendons that move through the carpus, the, the wrist, is a little sort of tunnel of bone, become adhered. And so there is friction when we move the hand or try to animate the, mo the full motion of the arm and it can be interrupted by stickiness or adhesion. And so we soon know where glide has been prevented for some reason, and that would be what's called a pathology or a problem. So one of the things that we do in structural integration when we can, in the practice sometimes known as rolfing, and in many other practices as well, I'm not making it exclusive to structural integration, but neuromuscular therapy and all sorts of other therapies. And also from a very, very subtle point of view, craniosacral therapy, we are listening to the body to promote the subtle and the gross flows. So we might say that structural integration, we're working with the gross tissues and in craniosacral therapy, for example, you would be working with the very subtle body. But we're listening to the body's internal acoustics 
and we're listening to promote healthy glide. Now, your body already knows what that is. Every breath you take, your lungs glide inside the rib basket, and they must. And between them, the membranes in, in the chest cavity include serous fluid, which is one of the slipperiest f- fluids there are, and it so that we, we can breathe easily in and out. And these are movements or internal motions that we take totally for granted, that things glide over and around each other within the enclosed body. So inside the body, we would use the term glide rather than slide because things don't slide off and out or away. They glide within and where appropriate, there is smooth, quiet continuity available within the range of the structure. And that actually is an indicator of the absence of pain, or indeed the absence of pain is an indicator of smooth, quiet, continuous motion. And that's something that we take for granted in our everyday performance. And when we have something like carpal tunnel syndrome or we have structures in the lower leg, for example, that are not gliding as they should, we find we're in pain and we can't walk or run such as shin splints, for example. Part of that pathology is that smooth glide for one reason or another is not available to the internal tissues. They can't move smoothly, quietly and continuously over and around each other. So there you have it. Dictionary definitions between the subtle differences of glide and slide. And I really hope that's helpful. Stay close, stay safe, stay gliding, have fun, and we'll be with you next episode.